Every month, we offer exciting new webinars for our community. Topics include how to use retirement accounts to buy real estate overseas, how to get a second passport in Latin America, why you should sell your stock portfolio and move your money offshore, how to buy beachfront rental properties in Brazil for less than $100,000, or apartments in Paraguay for less than $60,000. If you want to join us for free for these presentations with live Q&A, insider secrets, and exclusive opportunities with my professional network of experts, then go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for free upcoming presentations. expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. We all dream of seeing the world, but the realities of living somewhere outside your place of birth can be daunting to say the least. Welcome to the Expat Money Show, helping you make the most out of your overseas career through conversations with successful expats on investing, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, and continual education, all while sharpening your financial acumen. Now, please welcome your host with over 20 years of overseas experience, Mikkel Thorup. If you're listening to this show, then I know you're a person who cares about their liberty. There's also a good chance you're tired of waiting around for political change, tired of being duped by political parties like the LP, filling you with hope and then never coming through. If you're ready to take matters into your own hands, then I want to tell you about a new community called the Nomad Network. The Nomad Network is the number one community for liberty-minded people just like you who want to create freedom in their lifetime by focusing on entrepreneurship, investment, and income mobility. I first met Jason Stapleton, the founder of the Nomad Network, almost two years ago when I was a guest on his podcast, and he has now recently been a guest on my podcast for episode 172. From the moment I met him until today, I have been impressed with the practical, no BS approach he takes to helping people to navigate the world of entrepreneurship. So whether you have an existing business, are looking to start one, or simply want to network with other like-minded people, the Nomad Network is the place for you. And the best part is it's free to join. Just go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash network right now to see what everyone is talking about. That's expatmoneyshow.com forward slash network to get your free account today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mikkel Thorpe, and this is the Expat Money Show. Today's guest is the 2020 Top 5 finalist and People's Choice winner in the Quinsnay's Female Founders in InsureTech competition in recognition of her work with Air Doctor. Along with her partners, they started Air Doctor to ensure medicine was accessible to anyone at any time. And while the journey has not been easy, today Air Doctor is available in over 61 countries and has a network of over 20,000 doctors. Wow and is a partner to some of the world's biggest insurance companies. Please welcome to the show, Efrat Sagi Ufir. Efrat, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for a nice introduction. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, we're very happy to have you. So maybe start by giving us a backstory. How did you start Air Doctor? What was the genesis? What was the idea of this in the beginning? So the start of Air Doctor, it's all started on the story of one of our founders, his name is Yam. He was traveling to Mexico. He was really, really sick. And when he came back home and he said, how come I can book a pizza with pineapple? I can order an Uber or an apartment, but I can't find a doctor when I need it the most. And then he talked to the colleagues and to me, and I said, wow, this is a very interesting solution. I was traveling with my family. My daughter, Katelsev, just near the eye. 
and you're really, really lost. We didn't know what to do. We tried to call the insurance company. They told us to go to the hospital. We tried to Google and find results and we couldn't find. And she was bleeding and it's really unpleasant experience. And when I was hearing about this idea, I said, wow, this is a very important one. And I would want to be part of this kind of a project. And this is how we started a doctor from a real need. You know that the best company starts from a personal story. Definitely. Because, I mean, an entrepreneur at his core or her core is to solve problems. So if you guys had a real life problem, if you saw that something like this doesn't exist in the market and then you went out there and fixed it, that's the definitely the best way to start a company. <laughs> exactly. So why don't you explain a little bit more about Air Doctor? What is Air Doctor? Let's start with that. So we are connecting between travelers and doctors all around the globe. So if you are traveling, for example, to Paris and you need a doctor, so you have our unique application. After the podcast, you can download the application and see it for yourself. So you see all the doctors around you. And within just two clicks, you can book the appointment with the doctor. You can easily have a clinic visit. You can have a doctor come to your hotel or... You can have a telemedicine, a video conversation with the doctor, and even you can get a prescription. Okay, so why is this not already done by insurance companies? I mean, I have platinum coverage worldwide for my entire family with all the bells and whistles. Why is what you're doing not already included in a plan like that? I think this is a great question. And when we started, uh, doctor, we, we thought, why the insurance companies won't do it? Why we need to do it? But what we learned is if you want to give enough traction to the doctors and you want them to be happy to work with you, to give you fast appointment, you need to be very fast, agile, and to bring them a lot of customers. You know that we are in a discussion with the investors now, and just five minutes before this podcast, I had a meeting with one of the investors, and she was talking to our doctors. And the main things the doctor said, we are paying them very, very fast. Everything is super digital. We pay them within same day, maybe two days. So they're super happy to work with us. No paperwork, no hassle, and they get the money very fast. The insurance companies, they're big corporates. So first of all, they don't have enough, even the biggest ones, they don't have enough traction, enough customers for the doctors to give them fast appointments and good pricing. We are working with many different companies. So we have enough customers. And we are a startup. We can work fast. We work digitally. Everything is super digitally. So for the doctors, the only thing it needs to do is press on the button of the application, visit took place. Immediately it gets the money. And this is something the insurance companies find it hard to do by themselves. And this is why they're working with us because they want our solution embedded in their solution for their customers. Okay. So you've kind of half answered my follow-up question there. So you are working with the insurance companies. So are you going to take your application and make it native on theirs? Are they going to license it from you? Or are they just going to refer? Like, what does that arrangement look like? And I mean, you don't have to name anything, any specific companies that's going to trade secrets or anything like that. But, <laughs> but what is that piece between you and the insurance company? So we have different ways. Some of the insurance companies say, we want to use your platform. We want to market your platform to our customers. And once you buy a policy, you will get the link 
to our platform. We have it as an application and as a web app. And you can just download the application or go to the web app and use it whenever you need. Some of the insurance companies are saying, we have our own platform. So we want to direct people from our platform to your platform. And then we are doing it very smoothly. And we have an open API that we communicate with the existing solutions. And then the customer goes into his own insurance company platform. And when he needs a doctor, he directs it to us. And this is the two solutions, actually, not three solutions. So it's either using our solution or going directly from the insurance companies. I want to say that we are not working only with insurance companies. Insurance companies is the most obvious because it makes sense because I have my insurance and I want this kind of solution, give it to me together. But we also work with two operations because if you're going like for a tour, an organized tour, and you have a problem, then the guy needs to help you and he can offer you to you as a doctor. Or we work with the online travel agencies that once you buy or you book your tickets, you can add a doctor as an add-on to your service. So we work not only with insurance companies. Okay. So the majority of the people that you're going to be working with are going to be shorter time travelers, like one week vacationers, or is it more people like my community where it's digital nomads and expats and people living overseas? Yeah, so we have a solution for both. So even if you're traveling for one week or two weeks and you need a solution, if you have high fever or bitten by a monkey or something like that, then you can use our solution. But we also have a solution for experts because experts experts is also a, a big variety. If you're going for six months or if you're going for 10 years, if you're going for 10 years, you're like a local citizen. So you will have your own pediatrician and your own dentist and it's different. But if you're going for a six month or one year or two years, you're still not familiar with the doctors. You still don't know where to go. So you can easily use our platform. And I want to say that there is also the need for control and maintain privacy. What I mean, because if I'm an expert, but I have a female problem, and I don't want to share it with my neighbors and ask them, where is the nearest gynecologist? I want to maintain my privacy and to go into an online platform, find the nearest doctor or the best doctor for me, and go and get treated. So I think that the uniqueness of our solution is also the ability to actually book the appointment with the doctor, to find the best doctor for me, and to maintain my privacy and to maintain my ability to control and do whatever is suited for me. So we have a solution for both short-term travelers and long-time expats. Okay. I have a whole bunch of follow-up questions from the expat side, but before I dive into those, I want to kind of wrap things up on the insurance side because there is one other thing. Now, a lot of times what I've seen with international insurance is they have their own list of doctors that you could work with. They have this hospital and that hospital, and you need to use their pre-approved people. Now, with yours, it sounds like you have a massive network of doctors. How are you ensuring that if the person is going to this doctor that they're already approved by the insurance company, that you're not sending them to somewhere that they're going to have to pay out of pocket and they're going to get this bill afterwards. Like, do you understand that? Like, how does that piece work? Yeah. Before I answer that, I want to teach you something. There is a big difference between inpatient and outpatient. Inpatient, it's a totally different story. 
It's the big tickets, it's very expensive, it's very complicated. Sometimes people need to be evacuated, repatriated. It's a totally different story, and we are not in this field. And this is why if you are needed an inpatient, you need to go to pre-approved hospital, you need to work with your insurance, because you can end up with a very high bills. And this is something that if someone comes to us with a need for an inpatient solution, we send them back to the assistant company, to the insurance company. This is not what we are doing. And I must say that today there are assistant companies doing great job in this field. They have very good agreement with hospitals and they, they know what to do. And this is where the big money is lending. What we managed to find is the gap of the outpatient, the high fever, the broken leg. You know, it's the minor cases, which for the insurance companies, it's not big money. But for the traveler or for the expats, it's super important because if you have a toothache, you can't continue with your business trip or travel or go on with your life. You need to get an assistant. So for the, the people, it's very important. For the insurance companies, it's not the big money. And this is why there was not a big solution for those. And this is what we are trying to solve, all the outpatient solution. So for the outpatient patient solution, for the insurance companies, usually they, they can offer you a list, probably a Google list or something, but they won't force you to go only to those doctors. They can offer you if you want to go there, but then you can ask the Uber driver or the hotel receptionist to direct you where to go. With using us, you first of all have the whole network and the ability to actually book the appointment with the doctor. It's not only... We give you information. We also help you to book the appointment. And then if we are working with the insurance company that you have, you don't even need to pay. So what we did, we took it one step further. So if you are like, for example, have an insurance with Allianz and we are working with Allianz, so you will go into the app. We will recognize you as the Allianz customer. Yeah, and then you will see the application. You won't see any pricing because you don't need to pay. You go to the doctor, get treated, no reimbursement, nothing. It's not like we improve the reimbursement process, we eliminate it. Well, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you are you have insurance with the company that we are not working with, same you can use our platform, you can go get treated and then submit a claim to your insurance company. Okay. That does make sense. And if you are not insured at all, that no brainer as well. You can just use our platform and bear the cost. Yeah, pay cash, which in Latin America is very reasonable for the majority of the countries here. I know lots of people who actually travel through Latin America without insurance. Not that I recommend that at all, but a doctor's visit might be $50 or something like that. Or, you know, if you have to go to the dentist, it's $70 or something. It's very, very affordable down here. So it's not going to bankrupt you like being in the United States. Okay. So actually that is a good segue back to the expat part because, all right, so you're not doing the very high ticket emergency. Someone's in a car accident, something horrible and horrendous has happened and they're rushed to the hospital. Now I understand all right, the fever and these types, you feel sick part, but what about you just need to see a doctor? Like I, I'm, I'm thinking of a time. Okay. I have two children. My kid needed to see a dermatologist 
we needed to find a good dermatologist here in Panama and we needed someone who spoke English. I mean, it's not an emergency by any means or stretch of the imagination, but we did need to find a good doctor. So first of all, do you do just all types of doctors or is it just like if you're sick, sick? A second part, and I'm going to ask my follow-up question up now, is it more like a helping hand like a friend. I mean, when I come into a new country as an expat, I'd ask my friends, hey, do you guys know a good doctor? Do you know a good dermatologist or something like that? Is that what you guys are like, like a helping hand? How, do, how does that look? Very good. Two questions. So first of all, we, we have multiple specialties, not uh, only uh, some of them. We concentrate in the most uh, important for travelers, which are general doctor, pediatrician, orthopedic, gynecologists, and dentists. This we have for sure. And most of the cases we have dermatologists because we see there is a need. So this we have for sure for all occasions that we are working in. But some of the occasions we have more, we have more different specialties. All the doctors in the network are vetted doctors. It's not just doctors that we found them online. We talked with them we monitor them, we make sure that they have valid license. We ask reviews from the customers. So if you want to choose a doctor, you can read the reviews from other users and to see what was the feedback. We have ongoing relationship with them because we are paying them and because we ask them to give us fast appointments and good pricing, we have strong and long lasting relationship with the doctors. So yes, I think it's really like helping you settle down in the new location that you are in because if I will meet you, I will say, don't worry. In case you need a doctor, we've got your back. We will be there to help you to find whatever you need. If you need something for your son or something for yourself, you can maintain your privacy. You can see all the information about the doctor. You see the bio of the doctor, how many licenses, years is working, you know, the license number, years of experience, the location, you see pictures of the clinic. We give you a lot of information to build a trust because we understand you are going to a doctor in a foreign country. It's a stressful situation as is. So we are doing the best we can to ease your trust, to help you and to feel comfortable with our solution. Okay, well, I can think of another one. So last year, my wife and I, we had our second child. My son was born. We needed an obstetrician here in Panama. We ended up not giving birth in Panama. We ended up giving birth in Brazil. We flew down to Brazil to give birth for birth tourism. But we still needed to have all of our checkups done here in Panama and all of the exams and the scans and everything like that to make sure that the baby was healthy. Once again, it's not an emergency situation, but we needed to find a good obstetrician because same type of thing, as I mentioned before, it needs to speak English. We speak Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish to the same level that I would feel confident translating birthing instructions, you know, back to English. I'm just trying to think of situations that expats would be in opposed to just the two-week traveler, because that's not really our group here. Our community is not the one week, two weeks. It's more of this this is our life. We live overseas and we live overseas for months or possibly years or possibly even decades at a time. So what about those really like maybe third ring type of specialist doctors? So I just want to talk first of all about the language. What we, we saw that people, when they seek, they want to speak their native language. We always tell the story. We had our investors, that we, our investors are from France. 
they came visiting us in Israel and one of them was sick and we wanted to offer him a doctor and we want to offer him a very good doctor in Israel, but he insists and his English is perfect. Yes, he's doing all his career in English, everything, but he insists to have a French speaking doctor. He was not willing to see any English speaking doctor until we found him in his French speaking doctor because he said, when I seek, I want to speak my native language. I don't know even how to say the words in English. And it's not, this is just one story, but we have many different stories. And I think even to, for myself, when you seek, you want to speak your native language. So even at the app, you can choose the language. It's one of the filters. So you can choose, I want to see a pediatrician, English speaking doctor and, and do that. For what you say that you need to do all the observations. So I'm not sure that we'll have this specific specialty, but maybe we can offer you a pediatrician that they have subspecialty that can help you. Maybe we can offer you a telemedicine, like video doctor that can help you with a checkup and routine checkup of your, or your son. So for the experts, I'm not sure that we are going to have all different kind of specialties. That's uh, true. But I think that the majority of the cases, you will have whatever you need. The normal day-to-day -day life. The severe cases, maybe you will need to find and ask the pediatrician to direct you or something like that. But the majority of the day-to-day -day life problems will have a solution. And think about it. When we say that we are dealing with the non-emergency cases, with the minor cases, in real life, this is the majority of the cases. Even if you are not traveling, if you're at your home country, how many times you go to the hospital, it's rare, right? So the 85, 90% of the cases are really the ones that are not emergency cases that you still need to see a doctor or to have a consultation with a doctor using video. So this is what we're offering and, and you can use as experts. Yeah, I really see that the experts also, they have like the student community. So we are working with expert students that they really want and need our solution because they really don't know what to do. And parents that they have small kids and they need a pediatrician and they want to find a close pediatrician. So I really see experts community using our platform and, and gaining a benefit from it. Okay, I want to circle back then. You mentioned earlier that all of the doctors are vetted. Now, I know that there's over 20,000 doctors in your network. What is it like to vet 20,000 doctors? Like, how does that process look? So I will tell you the story, how we started, and then what we're doing now. So when we started, it was Jenny and myself, our CEO and myself. We ourselves went to Greece. We decided to start with Greece because it's a different language and it's close to Israel. So we thought it would be a good startup point for us. We wanted to evaluate to see if the doctors are interested in our solution, if they want to join us, if we wanted to check the market. So we went by ourselves and knocked on the doors of the doctors and talked to them and asked them and recruiting them. And it was a very long journey. And we were flying like we can do one day Athens and Crete and then, you know, going to the islands and everything. But it was a very interesting journey because we really learned how the doctors are think, what they're looking for, what they need. And we understood them. What we learned is that, for example, they really want to get paid fast and the things that I mentioned. So, and also what we learned is that if we use the doctor-referred doctor way, 
the doctors will never refer you to bad doctors. So you can trust one doctor to recommend another doctor, which is a good one. So when we started, it was like two of us. Now we have a team <laughs> and they do their recruitment. In the pandemic, it was hard to travel. But before the pandemic, we were really traveling, meeting the doctors. And we have in some locations, we have people on site from the medical arena that are making sure that we have good and strong network of doctors and when we say vetted, we make sure that they don't have bad reviews or malpractice problem and they have valid license and insurance. I think the most important for us, we collect reviews from our customers. From each appointment, we ask them what we ask reviews for the doctors and for our platform. And if we see any bad review about the doctors, first of all, we move the doctors from the list and then we start an investigation. And I can tell you that, unfortunately, recently we moved one of the doctors, which was a good doctor that we used a lot because he gave very bad service to one of the customers. And we immediately removed him, even without, you know, giving him a second chance because the quality of the network is the most important for us. If people will won't be happy, then we have nothing. Uh, you know what is the NPS score? Tell me. NPS score is a harsh score that helps people, uh, companies to check the level of service that they give. So uh, NPS score in, the, in our industry, the average is 50% and our average is 85%. So you can understand that we are giving a very good service and it's very, very important for us. Well, I imagine that the logistics of trying to manage a database of 20,000 professionals and keep everything up to date must be a very long and arduous task. But I am happy to hear that you actually, at the beginning, were starting by going out there and meeting the doctors yourself so that you really had that market research, so that you really understood things through and through. This is not just you guys out there doing a Google search, best doctor in Athens, you know, and, <laughs> and then coming up with whatever blog article somebody wrote, who knows what their motivation is, that you guys actually went out there, spoke to the doctors, got recommendations. That is really valuable. Now, you mentioned that you had started with Greece. Can you explain the, the locations? I mean, from the introduction, it said 61 countries. Can you kind of explain maybe not name every 61 countries, but regions or areas where people could expect to have your services? Yeah, and I'm really happy to say that we are working in 70 countries already. So we're expanding all the time. So when we started, we looked at the map and we thought where to start. And we realized that Europe is the best place to start. Why? First of all, there is a language barrier. Each country is a different language. Second, in 2019, half of the travel population was traveling inbound into Europe. And European people are traveling within the Europe countries and people from the US are traveling to Europe. So we saw that half of the travel population was traveling to Europe. So we started in Europe. So the majority of doctors we have in all the European countries, West Europe, East of Europe. And then we started to expand. So expand to the US, to Latin America. We did some uh, at Asia, but I I must confess that we really stopped in Asia because after the pandemic, you know, China is closed till 2023 and the Asian market is relatively slow. So we are now more focusing in Latin America and in the U.S. And we have many doctors in Panama. 
Okay. I was about to say, I can tell you as an insight from someone who works in the offshore and expat space, there are massive amounts of Americans and Canadians heading south that are getting out of the US and Canada. Taxes are rampant. They don't like the political situation, which is happening there. And so many people are moving down to Latin America, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Belize, Panama, where I am, Colombia, loads of people coming to Colombia, Brazil, where we were for six months last year, tons of people moving south. So definitely that is a network I think that is worth developing. Thank you for the tip. It's very important. And really, this is now we are focusing on Latin America, but this is very important what you said. And we yesterday we had a debate if to go to a conference in Colombia we haven't decided it, but you think it's a good way idea to go to Colombia. Which city in Colombia? I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> well, if it's down in Medellin, I can tell you that they have a massive medical tourism industry there. They have huge amount of people coming down to get procedures down there. Same in Bogota in, in the capital. We just got back from, not just got back, about two months ago, we got back from three weeks in Colombia to check out the situations. I've been going back and forth to Colombia over the last 20 years, and it is so beautiful there. It has grown so much. And any of the ideas that people have in their head of Pablo Escobar and the drug trade and these types of things and how dangerous it is, <laughs> is just yeah. from narcos. I mean, I'm not going to say that there are not problems there. There are problems everywhere in the world, but it is a really, really beautiful place with amazing people. The advancements that the country has made and the infrastructure, and especially in the medical fields, is phenomenal over the last 20 years. Wow. We, you know that Jenny originally, our CEO, she's originally from Uruguay. We have one of one of our best employees is from Bogota. We have one from Mexico. We have one from Argentina. Yeah, we have a, a lot of people coming from many different locations in the company. Amazing. <laughs> well, you just named some of my favorite countries in the world. So that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. Recently, I started working with a new company in the insurance field. This is health insurance for expats and digital nomads. I really like the way that this company works. And you know what? Me and my family are using it. Now, I started working with people on insurance oof, probably about a year or so ago. And I was absolutely shocked when I heard what they were paying for insurance back in the United States. Now, when you move overseas, you're going to still need to have insurance. You're not going to want to use the local state-run medical system here. You're going to want to go private. Now, don't get scared. It's not going to cost you what it would in the States. You probably expect you can pay, I would say, maybe a third or a quarter. And same thing if you're a digital nomad. If you're traveling, if you're going from country to country, you certainly need health insurance. There is no question about this. Don't think that you're saving yourself money. That is a bonehead move. Make sure you get insurance. Even if you have insurance, see what they're covering, see what they're not covering. I get inpatient, outpatient, full medical, full dental. I think it's a half a million dollar deductible, drug plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a full, complete platinum plan. And our family is paying a quarter, a quarter of what you would be paying in the United States. So I'm really excited to be working with these guys. If you want to find out more information, all you need to do is go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash insurance. Okay, I want to talk to you about the follow-up. So let's say that you do use your service and you find a doctor. Are you able to follow up with the doctor afterwards? Is it done through the app or do you just communicate with them 
as you normally would if you had found the doctor off the street. The continual care with the doctors, what does that look like? So when you book an appointment at the application, we will ask you if it's a follow-up meeting or not, because we don't know if it's for the same problem or not. And of course, we do follow-ups. Many times you go to the doctor and then you say, you need to do some blood tests or x-rays or something, and then you need to come back to the doctor with the results. Or if you are dehydrated and then the doctor wants to check up on you the next day, or I can tell you a nice story, not so nice, but not so nice for the people that it happened to them. When you travel to Thailand, there are many, many cases of people, especially kids, getting bitten by a monkey. I didn't know that a monkey can bite, but it's not a pleasant experience. And if you got bitten by a monkey, you need to get six vaccinations every week. So this is something that we will handle like follow-up meetings because every week you need to get a different vaccine for six weeks. Yeah, I remember, it's got to be 20 20 some odd years ago, I was hitchhiking through Central America and I was in Costa Rica and I got bit by a dog and I thought I probably had rabies. So I remember having to go and try to find a doctor to get rabies shots. I was already actually vaccinated against rabies, so that gave me a longer period of time because I think I'm not sure now today. But at the time, if you didn't get vaccinated within the first 24 hours, it was going to be fatal. So I remember trying to scramble around and find a doctor who could deal with the situation. It turns out that there was no rabies in that area and I was fine. I still have a hole in my leg. Yeah. 20 years later. But those types of situations where it's like you don't know who to talk to, you don't know where to go to and an animal bite. Oh, that's rough. And a foreign country and a foreign language and you're all by yourself, this is our solution for those kinds of situations. And you know, our customer support, I always tell them, you know, when you talk to the people, they are in a bad position, really, they're lost. They don't know what to do. They hurt, they're worried. Like we need to be very sympathetic and a lot of empathy to the people that we are talking to because it's a very unpleasant situation. I'm going to take a guess here and say that you guys are not working on standard business hours. Your service must be available 24 hours a day, right? Yes, seven days a week, of course. Yeah, because we have travelers traveling anywhere. So when it's day here, it's night somewhere else and vice versa. Yes, so we're working 24 hours, seven days a week. It's an obvious thing, but you would be surprised how many times you go to do something and it's like, oh no, it's a holiday. I mean, in Panama, it seems like every second or third day here is a holiday. I'm not sure what's going on. (laughs) And it's like, you want to get something done or you need something right now. And it's like, oh no, it's a holiday. You can't talk to anyone. You can't get any information. All the offices are closed. You can't call anybody. But with your service, with that helping hand, it's like, oh, you do know when the doctor will be available. You do know when you are going to be able to talk to someone. Just going on Google, trying to find a place or, I mean, there's so many times I'll go on Google, I'll search something and I'll be like, yes, it's open from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then you'll go to visit the place or you try to call them. Nobody's there or maybe even the business is closed, gone out of business. Or like I said, it's a holiday or something like that because they don't keep up to date their database at all. But with you guys, you guys really spend a lot of time to make sure that the information is correct and is up to date. End of the day, it's like Christmas Eve or something and you can't find anything. You can always have a 
telehealth doctor. You can always have a video conversation with a doctor that can help you, give you a prescription. So no one is left untreated. So if we can't find a doctor because it's really, you know, Christmas Eve or something like that, we will always have a solution to help the customer. Actually, that's an interesting topic. So, okay. So when I was in Brazil last year, I made a group of friends. Um, they were all doctors and they were all libertarians. So these were like awesome people to hang out with. And every weekend or every couple of days, we were out drinking and having barbecue and sitting on the beach and our kids and everything like that. But some of my friends practiced telemedicine. So they would bring their white jacket and for four hours, they would go and sit in the living room separate from everyone. And they would work with their clients. Maybe you can explain more about telemedicine or the rise of telemedicine, because I think it's such an interesting concept. Yes, I think it's very important. I personally use it with my kids because it's very, very helpful because I give you a real example. My daughter was vomiting and I didn't know if she got dehydrated or not. If I need to go to the emergency room or can wait till the morning, it was 2 a.m., I, it was in winter. I really, really didn't want to go out of the house. So I, I had a telehealth consultation with a doctor. And he told me if she's crying and she has tears, then she's fine. You can wait till the morning. He asked me a few questions. He looked at her and she told me, you can wait till the morning. And by the morning, she stopped vomiting and started drinking. And I saved the need to go to the doctor. But especially I saved the need to go to the emergency room in the middle of the night in the winter with a small child. So telehealth really evolved during the pandemic because what happened is that if you have COVID or COVID symptoms, you can't go to the clinic. <laughs> so people needed to talk to the doctor, but they can't go to the clinic. So they, And even today with Omicron or whatever, you can't go to the doctor if you have uh, symptoms of COVID. So the, the telehealth really evolved. And this is one of the first things we started to do when the pandemic started is to add the technology of the video conversation with the doctor and to add telehealth doctors. And telehealth can help you not in all the cases. This is why I think that our solution of having the telehealth consultation, the clinic visit and the home visit. So you have the, the whole chain of types of visits. So you can have a doctor come to your house you can go to the doctor clinic or you can talk to the doctor using video. Especially today with the pandemic, if you travel and you, you have COVID and you need to get a certification that you are okay and you can travel back home, you need a doctor to provide this certification. So you don't need to go to the clinic or you can't go to the clinic. You need to talk to a doctor using video in order to get the certification and travel back home. Or if you lost your medication, or if you have like a fever and you don't know if it's uh, something that they require a physical check or not, always you can use the telehealth. It's cheaper. It's much more easy to consume. Okay, it's like we can provide a, a, a appointment within one hour, and you can choose the language of the doctor. So, and the uniqueness of our solution is that you can get a prescription because what happened? Most of the telehealth companies. They're located in some country and they give solution for the people in the same country. For example, a German company can give solution for Germans in Germany. But we want to give solution for all travelers. So when the pandemic started, we started to offer our doctors to use telehealth for our customers and for their own customers. 
And doctor said, wow, this is a great idea. As you said, I can just spend four hours, help people, get paid. It's great for me. It's great for them. We saw more and more people and the doctors are willing to do telehealth are more digital. So it's easy for us to work with them, to work with the application, to confirm the appointments. So it's even easier for us and for the customer. So we find it's a very important solution. Again, it's not sometimes even the telehealth doctor will say, I'm sorry, someone would need to look at you, to to hear you, to look into your ear or something like that. I can't give you antibiotics without a physical examination. But some of the cases, the telehealth is enough and it's great. Well, and to liken back to your point about going to the emergency room in the middle of the night, or even just going to the hospital at a normal time, in my mind, I mean, if you want to get sick, that is an excellent opportunity to get sick because maybe (laughs) I'm just a a curmudgeon or a misanthrope here, but a hospital... filled with a thousand sick people. It's like, even if you weren't sick going in, you spend a half a day there or or eight hours sitting there in emergency room waiting to see someone, you're going to be sick on your way out. I try to avoid those situations as much as possible. There's no doubt about that. And it's very important what you're saying, because this is why one of the things that really helped us to market our solution is because especially the pandemic did marketing for free for us because people don't want to go to the hospital. Before a doctor, if you're traveling and you don't know where to go, you go to the hospital because you don't know where to go. Now with a doctor, you know where to go, so you don't need to go to the hospital. And this is why we say that the pandemic did marketing for free for us. Yeah, I understand that one completely. The other option that I've seen a lot of people do is just go to WebMD and start typing in their symptoms. And it's so funny because, I mean, if you start reading through those, you can become the biggest hypochondriac and you suddenly have every single disease known to man. You know, it might have been extinct for 1200 years, but you've got it. You're the first one to get it. That site will absolutely drive you bonkers. Okay, to, to go back to telemedicine, you mentioned the prescriptions. How does this work? How do you stop, I don't know, fraud or people gaming the system with prescriptions? Because this is something that you need to worry about. How do you make sure that the prescription that is given by the doctor is a correct one, that when they go to the pharmacy, it's going to be accepted? When dealing with pharmaceutical drugs, there's a lot of controlled substances and things like that there. Yeah, so there are some drugs that you can't provide using telemedicine, all kind of narcotic drugs you can provide using telemedicine. And we are following the regulation. And what we are doing is that we try to give you the doctor in the same country that you're in. So if you're traveling from Panama to Mexico, we will give you a telehealth doctor in Mexico that knows the rules, that knows the name of the medication. Even the names are different between Paris London and Mexico, the names of the drugs are different. So we we have an algorithm in the application that knows your location and will offer you, first of all, the doctors that are next to your location in, your, in the same country. So you know that you will get a prescription that will be accepted in the local pharmacy. One of the things that we want to add is the pharmacy uh, medication delivery. This is something that we we want to add during 2022. So you will talk to the doctor using telemedicine, and then you will give the prescription. The prescription will be sent to the local pharmacy, and then the medication will deliver to your house or hotel. 
Uber Eats for prescriptions? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. Another place that I don't really care about going to is the pharmacy and standing in line and trying to figure out yeah, the, the different types of, of medication and the language. It goes back to the languages, I think, once again. I speak Spanish. I speak pretty decent Spanish. I would say I'm pretty much fluent. But still, at the same time, trying to answer questions about pharmacology in Spanish? Oh, probably not. I mean, that's just not an everyday type of conversation that you would have. So the more that you can make this an easy solution or ease someone through this, especially if they themselves are sick or they have a sick child at home and you're already stressed about your kid and now you're having to deal with these situations, uh, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Exactly. So this is how you said holding your hand. This is what we try to do. Hold your hand. Okay. That makes sense. So walk me through what it would be like for a client or a new user of the application. Paint me a picture. So say someone listens to this episode and they say, Efret, that is an amazing idea. I want to be involved. I want to make sure that my family is protected. Walk us through what the onboarding is like for a new person. Okay, perfect. So either you have an insurance that works with us or you don't. Let's say that you have insurance that works with us. Then you buy the policy. You will get a link to our solution. And then you can download it before you travel or, or after. Or if you are an expert, you can download it whenever you buy the policy and to have it for you whenever you need it. And then you're sick. And then you open the application. You see the application already recognize your location. So you will see all the doctors around you and you will see the different specialties. And then we will ask you to choose the best specialty for you. You have different filters. You can filter by language. You can filter by price. You can filter by location whatever you want. And then you will see the list of the doctors. You can go one by one, choose, you can read the bio of the doctor to see information, the clinic pictures, and then you choose the best doctor for you. And then you just book the time that you want to get the appointment. And that's all. We sending the request of your request for an appointment to the doctor. And the doctor can have three options, either to say yes, or to say, I can't see you at 10 a.m., I can see you at 11 or 1 o'clock or something like that. Or you can offer him saying, I'm not available today, but the doctor next to me in the same specialty, in the same clinic or in the nearest clinic is available and direct you to a different uh, doctor. And then you just need to approve that, approve the change, and that's all. Then you get all the information of the clinic, or if the doctor comes to you, you provide your information of the house, or if it's a telemedicine, you get the link for the video consultation and that you perform the appointment. Once the appointment is done, no matter how, the doctor is confirmed visit to place. And at this point, we are making the payment procedures. So either you paying us and we are paying the doctor or the insurance company pays us and we are paying the doctor. So if you are insured by us, we won't ask you for any credit card information. But if you are not insured by a company that works with us, we'll ask you the credit card information. We will charge you, transfer the payment to the doctors, and you will get an invoice that you can reimburse from your insurance company. Okay, so is there any cost on the front end for the user? 
Is there like a monthly subscription? Is this Netflix and you need to pay $30 a month or anything like that? No, no, it's all free. Okay. So people can actually download the application now, get signed up. I assume you have to create some type of a profile or is there any verification or vetting from the client side? Yeah, just need to up your, your personal information, a name, age, because the doctor needs to know if you're an adult or a child or a female or male to expect who is coming to him. Just basic information and then you can start search application you won't see the full name of the doctor, just the first name and the one letter of the last name, because we want you to still use our platform. But once you book the appointment, you get all the information of the doctor. Okay. So really people could download this now, set up the profile, and then inshallah, never have to use it. And hopefully I don't want anyone to get sick. I want everyone to be healthy. But if you do get sick or something happens with your kids or you have a fever or something like that, then you're already set up. You already know how to use it and it's there for you when you need it. Exactly. And if you can't find anything in the application because there are no doctors around you, please don't hesitate. Call us. We have 24-hour support in 15 different languages. We will help you find the best medical solution for you. Amazing. So today we are going to do something a little bit different with the interview. We recently started our Expat International School. If you guys are on my email newsletter, you guys have probably heard me talking about it. It has been going very well. And we actually have classes up and running. And I had my business partner, Michael Strong, explain this conversation and send over Efrat's bio to the class. So they had a whole conversation about Efrat and about, about the application for Air Doctor. And they actually came up with a couple of questions. So I'm going to read these questions for you, Efrat, and I want to get your opinion. So this first one is from Raheen, and she asks, how has Air Doctor adapted to the pandemic? This is very intelligent questions coming from a teenage girl. So amazing. It's a girl, right? Yes, yes. Teenage girl. I think she's 15 or 16 years old. Good for you. And we like girls that asking questions. <laughs> so we did many things because once the pandemic started, first of all, we got investment in March 2020. So it was good for us because we had the money, but we needed to pivot because we understood that we can't continue doing what we do because we're going to have less customers. So what we did, we added the telemedicine solution because we understood it's a very important what we also did is we start working with a lot of insurance companies. We signed 18 different deals with insurance companies because they all understood that having a solution like a doctor is a must because the pandemic will end up one day. One day people will start to travel and we see it already. Although the Omicron and everything, people are traveling because they're sick of staying at home. So all the companies realize that one day after the pandemic, they want to have a solution like a doctor. So we signed many, many deals. We did all the integration, all the backend effort, everything. And we are now ready to launch and do the marketing campaigns and offer it for the people to start using us. Okay, fantastic. So the last question is then, how important is an optimistic mindset for an entrepreneur? And this comes from Expat School, Expat International School. Wow, what a question. It's super, super, so important. You can't imagine how. I'm the most op- optimistic person in the company. You can ask my colleagues. 
And I really think that from every situation you can learn, you can gain, and you can get stronger. And if you see all the companies that got really strong are the companies that was not afraid from challenges, was believing in themselves and knowing that they can thrive from every challenge. And I think being optimistic is very important because when I meet with the customers, they get my optimism, they get my enthusiasm, they, they see that they can trust me because I really think that things will work for the best and they're willing to work with us and the customers are happy to work with us. And the, the optimism, it's a mindset because you know that everything is for the best. And I, I live my life like that. I know that everything is for, for the best. Every morning, even if I was COVID myself, I got the Omicron myself, and I know it was for the best. It was one day I was not feeling well, and that's all. The rest of the days I was just in quarantine, working, and spending time with my family. So everything is for the best, and this is the way I look on the life with pink glasses. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's really helpful because as an entrepreneur, there are a lot of uncertainty. A lot of things are changing. You have a lot of responsibilities. You have money to raise. You have salaries to pay. You have decisions to make. Every minute you need to make decisions. Every decision is important one. So you need to be very optimistic and trust yourself. Yeah, I think that if you're getting into entrepreneurship so you can have an easy life, this is not the way to go. Entrepreneurship <laughs> is not easy, but the how rewarding it is and how fulfilling it is when you're helping people every day is unbelievable. It is completely worthwhile. So amazing. Thank you so much. Anybody who's listening and you guys want your child to be involved in Expat International School, just go to expatschool.io. We're going to be doing this on a regular basis. If you guys like this, if you guys like the kids asking questions, give me a bit of feedback. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I want to get the discussion going in the school and have them involved in the program as we go forward. Efrat, thank you so much for today's conversation. I really enjoyed it. I certainly learned a lot and I'm going to be downloading the application myself. If my listeners want to find out more, if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to download the app, where can we send them? So you can just go to www.air-dr.com or you can look me on LinkedIn. It's Efrat, E-F-R-A-T. Sagi, S-A-G-I dash O-F-I-R. So you can look me on LinkedIn. You can go to our website. You can go to Google or App Store or Play Store and just write Air Doctor and download our application. And for all the kids in school, if you have any questions or you want to get inspired or whatever you want, please don't hesitate to reach me. I will be very happy to answer any questions. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview. I certainly had a ton of fun recording it for you. Now, if you are listening to the podcast and you're hearing this message, then what I want you to do is go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash YouTube, and you can actually check out the video of 
the interview that you just listened to. We're now putting out all of our interviews on YouTube. This is brand new for us. We just started a few weeks ago. We're going to be doing, hopefully, all of our interviews going forwards on YouTube. But more than that, we're going to be creating original content on YouTube. So as I go out there and travel the world, as I build my business and visit foreign real estate and foreign gold vaults and stock markets and different projects around the world, I'm going to do my best to film everything and create original content, which will only be found on YouTube. So if you guys want to show your support, go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Very important. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out all the original content that we have going on there. It's completely free and we really appreciate your support. That's it. Have an amazing week. I will see you next Wednesday on the podcast. We got an awesome interview coming up and I hope you enjoy. Okay. See you next week. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe travels. I have managed to secure exclusive rights to a block of villas in one of the hottest up-and-coming regions in my current home country, Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop, capitalizing on the globally recognized resort brand coming to Panama. We will discuss how the tourism landscape in this region will change rapidly upon the public announcement of this project and how I have secured the rights for my clients to capitalize on this opportunity before anyone else. Thanks to my connections in the region, I have negotiated pricing that front runs everyone else. Think early, early bird pricing. From gourmet restaurants to vibrant clubs, poolside activities, and even live bands, this resort is going to pump some serious life into the region. But this isn't what excites me or what should excite you either. The exciting part is that these world-class amenities and top brand will attract tens of thousands of tourists. Tourists who will fork over top dollar to stay at our investment properties. Register free at expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for this free real estate workshop. See you on May 4th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern time, go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinar.